Welcome to Lethal Lullabies, the podcast that takes you on a relaxing journey into the action-packed world of your favorite films. Tonight, we drift off into the very calm, not scary at all, tale of an outbreak in England and of one small group who sought a safe place to sleep, even as sleepwalkers cornered them from all sides. It's spooky season, after all. Take a deep breath in. trustiest blade, and get ready for Lethal Lullabies 28 Nights Later, Part 1. Newscasts drone across television screen after television screen, all buzzing with a lifetime of anxiety. The frustrations of millions of people flow from the screen like a babbling brook with no end. They flicker in soft blues and bright reds, illuminating a single chimp that is tired from watching the screens. The images fill up his brain and soak into his body. They whisper to his mind and urge him to stay awake even though his eyes are heavy and his mind is exhausted. Nearby, a door creaks open and a team of five daring activists with cameras enter the room. They explore the chimp's habitat and find others sagging from mental exhaustion. But 
unable to fall asleep. The leader of the group snaps a few pictures while a woman searches for a way to set the chimps free. Don't, whispers a man in a lab coat. He peeks in through the door that the activists entered through. They've been infected. With what? The woman asks, only moments away from opening the first cage. With insomnia. The man says with a shudder. It's highly contagious. It's in their blood. This man must be trying to trick them. Insomnia's not a virus. The woman laughs and unlocks the first cage. Her eyes widen as the chimp swings out of the cage and propels his haggard body towards the woman. She holds up a hand to ward off the sleep-deprived chimp, but he rests his teeth into her outstretched palm. Tension bubbles up inside the woman, and even as her eyes close and her mind drifts away, her body flexes and shudders. She begins to lurch towards her colleagues with her mouth open. She's sleepwalking. One man gasps before he too is overtaken by the spreading Inzambia. News of the Inzambia outbreak dissipates quickly through England, but the strange virus moves even faster. Twenty-eight nights later, and almost the entire island is sleepwalking. At first, even the misty moors of England ring out with the nasally snores of a nation of sleepwalkers. But as the number of people still awake 
dwindles, so too does the snoring. Silence blankets the cities and towns of England, but no one there can truly rest. No one, that is, except Jim. Jim has spent these past 28 nights sleeping comfortably in his hospital bed while his body recovers from an accident. Now he blinks his eyes open and lets the hazy wisps of sleep evaporate from his mind. The stillness of the space seems odd for a hospital. He slowly rises from his bed and stretches his arms high above his head. His body is a little sore, but he knows how to release the tension. It's a little trick his mother taught him. She would tell him to clench his toes as tight as he could and then release all the tension. He tries it and is pleased to feel a softness return to his feet. He steps out into the hallway, but sees no one. Jim tenses his legs and then lets the tension slip away. With each step, his muscles relax. His body feels loose, comfortable. He drifts out to the streets. A crisp wind rustles his hair as he slowly moves about the empty city. Jim calls out. But the only reply is the hollow echo of his own voice bouncing around the massive buildings. As he explores the city, he uncovers hints of the spreading in Zombia. Letters to loved ones posted in public. Periodicals strewn about the gutters 
with evacuation orders. But Jim's mind is still hazy. The world he woke up into feels so odd, like a dream. He stumbles upon a mound of sleepwalkers resting in an old church. They all appear weak and run down from the constant stress of never getting to rest their bodies. One of the sleepwalkers spots Jim. The walker twitches, unable to soothe the restless anxiety surging through its body. It surges forward, and Jim retreats. This must be a dream, he whispers to himself. As he stumbles onto the streets, a snoring stream of sleepwalkers barrels through the hallway behind him. The river of tension is about to overtake Jim when two figures, fully awake, come to his aid. The first is Mark, a jovial man with a broad Cheshire grin. Mark the nearest sleepwalkers into a warm, cozy fireball of rest. Then tells Jim a joke. Jim stares blankly at the smiling man then looks over to the man's companion, Selina. Selina is not smiling. Mark and Selina take Jim back to their refuge in the center of the city. Here, in their snug shelter, they tell Jim about the sleepwalkers. The talk finally rouses Jim from his dream, and he brushes the final specks of sleep from his eyes. He feels his arms flex and tighten. So he takes a deep breath. In. Out. 
and as he lets it out, he relaxes his arms. His mother's remedy never fails to soothe this type of tension. Jim pictures her smile. He wants to go home. One last time before he faces a life of sneaking past. The somnambulant sea currently rising. Mark and Selena agree to escort him home, hoping this trip will impress upon Jim the importance of staying awake. Jim's childhood home sits among the same silence that has spread through the rest of London. Jim enters and finds his family already sound asleep. Jim's heartbeat is heavy in his chest. Memories from his childhood well up inside of him. He clenches his fists tight and then relaxes them. The action softens his hands, but the heartache remains. Mark and Selena watch from the hallway. They have seen this so many times before. Jim turns back to them and doles out sleeping arrangements, but is swiftly corrected by Selena. The safest rest provides the soundest rest. They will all sleep together. Sleep, however, eludes Jim and he finds himself alone in the living room, watching home videos in search of some comfort and familiarity. The playful light of the television becomes a welcoming beacon for others whom sleep eludes. The gentle ting of glass precedes a large throaty snore. Jim turns to see a sleepwalker in the backyard window. Heavy bags rest 
under its fluttering eyes. It makes its way towards him. The sleepwalker is tense and bristling, while Jim is fluid and steady. He manages to hold the sleepwalker back as Selena, awake in an instant, comes to Jim's aid and slices the tension clean out of the sleepwalker. Jim takes a deep breath once again he has been saved by these two strangers Selena checks on Mark he's cleaning a wound that is already twitching with tension. His head begins to fill with busy thoughts, frantic, anxious, angry thoughts. Selena's actions are swift. She separates Mark's mind from the rest of his body, stopping the spread before the Enzombia can fully set in. This is how the world is now, Selena whispers to Jim. They make their way towards safer ground as the sun lazily drifts below the horizon. Twilight sweeps over the city, coating the buildings in deep blues and hazy purple except for one building way off in the distance. Jim spots a lone apartment with dozens of Christmas lights pulsing like a heartbeat. Jim counts the blinks. The lights turn on. One, two, three. The lights go off. One, two, three. They flicker back on. Jim and Selena tiptoe through the silent city, 
edging towards the warm, glittering Christmas lights. A smile sneaks onto Jim's face. He's imagining all the lovely things that might be awaiting them in the glowing apartment. Perhaps there will be soft beds with cotton sheets and overstuffed pillows. Jim sips on one of the sodas Selena had stashed in her backpack. Perhaps the place will be filled with the aroma of a home-cooked meal. His body aches. Perhaps he will be able to take a shower and revel in the feeling of hot water rushing across his skin. Selena frowns. Jim has just woken up into this new world. But she has been living here for 28 nights. The daydreams stirring up Jim's smile are bound to be crushed. She looks her companion sternly in the eye. Here, she says, staying awake is as good as it gets. When they reach the building, they find a barricade made of shopping carts and an empty stairwell behind it. They climb up over the barricade and up flight after flight of stairs. Jim feels his eyelids sinking. His body is heavy with fatigue. He pauses to rest. Selena offers him another soda. She knows he needs more than just sugar. But right now, this is all they have. Downstairs, the shopping cart barricade clatters under the weight of a few sleepwalkers who have found their way into the building as well. These Sleepwalkers zip 
up the stairs as if fatigue means nothing to them. Selena takes off. Jim tries to keep up, but he's still so tired. Each step feels like he is sinking through sand, but eventually he joins Selena at the top of the stairs. They're halted by a man dressed in riot gear, making his way towards the encroaching sleepwalkers. He urges them on, and they obey without hesitation or introduction. Finally at the apartment door, a young girl peeks through the window. Where's dad? She asks. Selena's one-track mind for safety has her commanding the girl to open the door before the approaching sleepwalkers reach them. A deep voice from the end of the hallway fills the corridor. Let them in. The young girl opens the door, allowing Jim, Selena, and her father to enter. Her father quickly removes the riot gear to reveal a broad, almost giddy smile. I'm Frank, anyway, he says, barely able to contain his joy. And this is my daughter, Hannah. He pulls out some crystal glasses and creme de menthe and toasts to everyone's good health. The next morning, on the balcony of the apartment, Frank plays a radio broadcast for Jim and Selena. The tiny radio crackles as it delivers its message of hope. A safe haven guarded by the military. Only about a three days drive away. And 
best of all. They have an answer to Inzombia. Selena thinks her hosts are caught up in a dream. The waking world doesn't have safe havens and answers and hope. Frank looks to Jim for help, but Jim doesn't know what to say. Hannah pipes up. It's true the radio broadcast might lead to nothing, but staying in the apartment leads to nothing as well. They have each other now. We should at least try. Selena gives in. The group loads up Frank's little black taxi cab with all the food they can find and trundle out into the empty city streets. The road is remarkably smooth and free of debris and for many miles the party glides along without a single trouble. Frank slows the taxi outside of a large tunnel. If they go through, they will significantly shorten the total trip length. But the tunnel is dark and chilly and perfect for a sleepwalker to stumble about. Jim wants to take the long route and stay in the daylight but he is outvoted Frank steps on the gas and the taxi rolls into the dark in the tunnel the road is not so clear Frank is undeterred. He zigzags his car through piles of overturned vehicles. Twenty-eight nights ago, Frank was making his way across packed roads filled with honking cars and screeching wheels. Now, all the cars are silent and still. He can do this. He 
speeds up, making his way over a mountain of debris. The taxi shudders like a roller coaster car on a track. Hannah smiles first, then the whole taxi breaks out in laughter. The car shudders again, heavier this time, and Frank stops laughing. The car comes to a halt. The front tire has popped. But thankfully, Frank has a spare. Hannah lays down on the cool cement and lines the car jack up to the frame. She twists the handle on the jack and a delicate squeak echoes through the tunnel. Jim looks back in the direction they came from. Rats pitter-patter as they scamper out from under the debris pile. The rats rush past the car and towards the tunnel exit not far behind the scurrying creatures sleepwalkers stumble in there's no time to crack the car jack instead the group works together to lift the car while Hannah replaces the tire. With a final turn on the lug nut, the car is ready to go. Everyone piles into the taxi and they drive away. Soon, The sleepwalkers and the tunnel are just a speck in the rear view mirror. The rest of the day goes much like any good road trip would. They stock up on supplies at a local grocer make a quick pit stop for petrol. Jim sleeps his first sleepwalker. Hannah gets a quick driving lesson. Eventually, the stark city falls behind and in its wake 
lay rolling hills and emerald fields. From the window of Frank's taxi cab, the world rushes by in a vibrant blur. Hannah feels the wind rush across her skin as she glides her hand out along the breeze. Even Selena lets a small glimpse of hope nip at her heart as they zip along the country road. They set up camp in the remains of an old castle. Here and there, heavy stones still mark the outer edges of this old structure. But the land has long since returned to nature. Massive trees shade the mossy remains, and blankets of grass spread out as far as the eye can see. Everyone sits down on the soft grass and snacks on peaches and raisin bread. Four horses sprint by, moving together. They seem strong and free. Frank marvels at the sight and waves goodbye as the graceful creatures disappear into the misty forest beyond. Later, Selena and Jim amble through the field. Selena wants to say something to Jim, but she can't seem to find the words. She notices Hannah and Frank joking around as they pull pillows and blankets from a case strapped to the roof of the taxi. I was wrong, she whispers when I said staying awake is as good as it gets. Jim smiles. I was thinking the same thing, he replies. Selena laughs and kisses Jim quickly on the cheek. 
the sun sets and the group snuggles up in sleeping bags and rests near a large stone wall. Frank tends a crackling fire. Finally, in the company of friends, Selena falls asleep in an instant. She, of course, shares her true secret to sound sleep. A sleeping pill, which Hannah then convinces her father to allow her one as well. He agrees to half, but that's all that's needed. She and Jim soon follow Selena to dreamland, while Frank stays up and tends the fire. Before long, the fire is just glowing embers. Frank notices Jim straining in his sleep. Jim's eyes flutter and his face winces. Frank knows what Jim's dreaming about. He has those dreams too. So he gently jostles Jim's shoulder until the young man wakes up. Jim takes a breath in and then out. was just a dream. Frank reassures Jim, and Jim falls back asleep. Hopefully my voice is just an echo in your subconscious right now. But if not, let's use this opportunity to take a few breaths in and out. And another in and then out. Mm -hmm. 
you so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow Lethal Lullabies wherever you get your podcasts in order to receive updates on our latest releases. For longer content, consider becoming a subscriber on Spotify. For $2.99 a month, you get access to our full sleep stories and maybe even some personalized content. Plus, it really helps us out. But no matter how you choose to participate, we never tire of our lovely community of sleepyheads. Thank you for your listens, likes, and action-loving vibes. Good fight and good night.